0: KAOS 89.3 Olympia. From Olympia, Washington, this is Mark Lee Morrison, and you're listening to Low Profile. Today is the fifth installment of Highlights from the Sherler Sundays concert series recorded in Olympia behind the historic Carnegie Library, live in front of an audience. Today's show marks a first For Low Profile, it's the first returning guest interview. So, Lavender Country, legendary gay country band that started in the early 70s. They were on the show a couple years ago. We went to their living room, the home of Patrick and his husband, JB. And they performed a stripped-down acoustic set for us and told us lots of stories. I was there with Jack Habegger and Miles Rosati. Jack is now a touring member of Lavender Country playing the guitar, and uh, so he's on the recordings. You'll hear him. Uh, You probably heard his band last week. Patrick Haggerty is the founder of Lavender Country. Here he is, uh, getting things
1: going. Hello. Hey, doing music was a lot easier in the 19th century when there wasn't any electricity. Yeah, there, All there's, these complications and wires, I'm continually getting my feet caught up in the loops, tripping, ripping out the sound. I didn't realize you'd been active that long. How, what was it like
0: in the 19th century for, for a queer oh, country band? The f- up.
1: <laughs> it's not that bad. <laughs> it's pretty bad though.
0: All right. So today's show is really special because their live set isn't like other live sets. It's almost like a Broadway show. Like think Springsteen on Broadway. Patrick uses Lavender Country's songs to set the framework for his story and the story of his band. So there's just a story that continues in between songs, and the songs tie it all together. This episode is edited for time and content. Fair warning, there is some strong material on this show, including lots of references to sex, so you might want to save it for when the kids aren't around. If you'd like to hear the entire two-plus-hour show in all its glory, and it is glorious, you can find a link to it on this episode's page at lowprofilepodcast.com. All right, here we go. Patrick Haggerty of Lavender Country, everybody.
1: Hi, everybody. A living legend. All the way from the Neolithic.
0: And here we are, breathing the same air once again. <laughs> I have to pull myself together.
1: Yeah. 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 But so what do, you, what do you got me up here for? Well, I just wanted
0: to, you know, it, you're here for educational purposes right now. Um, for for those that you don't know, it's still relatively young in the career for Lavender Country. Um, but I, I think you guys are going to go places. Girlfriend, I've been around the block a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> you, the The eponymous... Lavender Country LP from 1970, in the last handful of years, got put in the Country Music Hall of Fame.
1: That's a big deal. I snuck in the back door, trust me. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so in the in the
0: time since, you've gone on some really incredible adventures. Regionally, uh, you're, your message has gotten out to the, the greater world. An audience that had no way to even know about you when you first started has caught on to your Thank legendary YouTube. status.
1: <laughs> Next year is the 50th year of Lavender Countries coming out. <laughs> 50 years, so. Five zero. Five, zero, since we made the album. God, I can't (laughs) can't believe I'm saying that. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, it's crazy, 50 years. Yeah. Um, The first, here, let's talk about the first 30 years. Okay, let's do that. All right, so I made Lavender Country. And I had to make a decision whether to go into Nashville and stay in the closet and try and do something as a country singer or whether to um, be a screaming Marxist bitch. (laughs) 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 Uh, You couldn't do both in 1973. You couldn't go to Nashville and do queer country and be a screaming Marxist bitch and get away with anything. So uh, the choice was really stark at that time. Like, I had to choose one or the other and I couldn't have both. And I did choose, and I didn't regret my choice, but the real consequence of my choice was that nobody would be seen with me for the first 30 years. Jeez. (laughs) That's the truth. I had a very interesting, fulfilling, active, wonderful life without Lavender Country. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, you and your husband
0: were like really, really involved with the ACT UP. Movement. We were.
1: We did ACT UP together a lot.
0: Which, for for those who don't know, can you just in a nutshell, what what
1: is ACT, act UP? ACT UP was a the radical end of the the fight against AIDS, and we w- ACT UP around the country were the rebel rousers, which I've always been. Um, mm-hmm. That didn't change. Uh, we did, we got the needle exchange started in, in Seattle. Be- yeah. Back when the health department was too scared to do it and we were afraid the police were gonna beat us up and shit like that. Yeah. But they never had enough nerve. <laughs> um, and all manner of other things in ACT UP. And my husband was very much a participant in that with me. He's <laughs> my husband works nights as my merch girl. Right over there. <laughs> <He's a laughs> He's that pretty black man over there yeah I, I, I'm gonna bring him up a little bit later, but uh, no for the for the first thirty years, lavender country was dead. lavender country was too radical for practically everybody when we made it, but um, in the intervening forty years, people caught on they they probably finally got over the, the song that nobody says the title to and realized that there was guts in Lavender Country and that it was saying something, but for the first three years, all they could hear was you know, the the sucking tears song.
0: Yeah, you know, maybe they look at the record and assume it's a novelty act or something, because why? Yeah, they
1: thought it was a freak show. you, man, I am not a freak show. <laughs>
0: Were you aware of uh, any closeted country acts at the time or in around the same era?
1: Well, listen, the country music is full of queers. Right. And it has been all along. They had to stay hidden in order to have a career. And, w- w- I mean, I came out, and nobody would touch me for 30 years. So that's what it was like. I mean, if you wanted to do country music, you couldn't be a queer. You certainly couldn't be an out queer, and you certainly couldn't be a screaming Marxist bitch queer. Um, it was taboo. It's what they had to do to have a career. It's it's a statement about corporate Nashville and how fucked up in the head they are. Yeah. <laughs> that's what it's a statement about that there, those fo- folks were forced into the closet for like a century or more. But we've, we've always been there.
0: What was that like when the Country Music Hall of Fame got in touch with you? To or Did they get in touch with you or did you read about it in
1: the newspaper? How, how did that even <laughs> come about? Um, well, country, queer country has turned into a thing. Yeah. And there's a lot of gay country artists now um, but I was the only one for a long time who was, like, visible. Mm-hmm. Um, the Hall of Fame thing happened like this. A woman named Chrissy Dickinson, who recently just went, turned into an ancestor, God lover. she was the uh, uh, editor of the house organ for the Country Music Hall of Fame, and she decided she wanted to do an article on the history of gay people in country music and discovered that I was, you know, first one up. So she wrote an article about a lot of us and spent a lot of time in the article talking about me. Uh, And that was what happened because she invited me to archive Lavender Country in the Hall of Fame. Um, But about five months after the article came out, she got fired, <laughs> yeah, <Wow. laughs> she got fired. And so did the guy who was working with her. And of course, we all know why, and they gave her some bullshit excuse, but it was because she wrote the article. And um, Corporate closet cases in Nashville are really vicious. <laughs> I bet, <laughs> and they yeah. They get very uptight and they get very threatened. And uh, one of them fired her, um, pretending like he wasn't gay, but everybody knew he—everybody wa- knew he was. <laughs> um, so that's what happened. But Lavender Country went to sleep again after that little blip on the radar screen. Here's what happened um, in oh two thousand. No, about 2004 or five. I'm, I moved to Bremerton uh, because my husband was working in the shipyard. And uh, I hooked up with a, a, a blues player, harp blues player from South Chicago. And we embarked on a career singing old covers to old people in, in retirement centers and rehab centers and nursing homes. And I was thrilled because I was finally far enough away from Lavender Country. And, of course, none of those people knew anything about me. Right. So I could, like, hey, great, I can sing again. (laughs) Thank God. So I was doing that, and somebody put Cock-Sucking Tears on YouTube. And I didn't know that because I didn't know what YouTube was. And uh, a music aficionado who was interested in Americana music, heard it on YouTube and said, What is this? And went to eBay and found one of my original albums from 1973 and bought it and played it. And he had enough sense to realize its significance, if you want to call it that. I do. And, well... (laughs) Okay, you can call it that. You can call it that. Thank (laughs) you. He realized its historical significance. And he took it to a a label in North Carolina, not a gay label run by two straight guys in North Carolina who were specializing in unheard Americana, and said, don't you want this? And uh, they grabbed it. And the first thing that I knew, anything, Anything at all was moving around lavender country. I didn't cause it to come back. Yeah I was doing something completely different and uh, the first piece of news that I got was a label calling me up offering me a record contract (laughs) Yeah, that's bizarre, right? (laughs) Did that smell fishy to you (laughs) that 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 doesn't (laughs) happen like Nobody gets a record contract out of the blue, but I did. It's just been a rocket ship ever since. Yeah, how's it feel to be back? I have a, I have a son. Um, of course, I love my son dearly. And he said something that ca- encapsulated it for me. He said, You've been handed this incredible opportunity to get out a revolutionary message after spending your whole life doing that activity. Now you've been handed this golden opportunity on a silver platter. You have to take advantage of this. You you have a revolutionary responsibility to take this as far as you can take it. Patrick, he calls me Patrick, he doesn't call me dad, he calls me Patrick. Hmm. He said, Patrick, if you don't take advantage of this opportunity, you're going to go to revolutionary hell. <laughs> Ooh! <laughs> that's, yeah, that's so. Uh, there's a strong uh, caveat there. Yeah, yeah. but that's um, my heart, and it's where I live, and it's it's what I'm doing, and um, the opportunities have been incredible. I mean. I've been a concert across the country five or six times during Lavender Country Shows. I have a new album. Fifty years later, we made yeah, a new album. Yeah. Blackberry Rose. Uh, right over there, <coughs> yeah. It's great record. Uh, not one, but like ten documentaries have been made about me. There's Guilty. <laughs> 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 <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> You're one of them. <laughs> Uh, but that's absurd, right? Who gets ten documentaries? It's ridiculous but that's what happened um hey. the be- i am gonna we usually shut down and start doing a show but the best i have to tell you the best thing that ever happened with the lavender country story. I did a show in San Francisco about mm, six years ago, and after the sh- the morning after the show, I was h- back home. And my telephone rang, and this guy said, Hello, my name is Robert Deckers, and I was at your show last night. I said, Oh, well, I ho- hope you liked the show. He said, I did. I'm the director of a ballet company, post ballet company, and I've been up all night, and I've got it all choreographed in my mind, and I want to do a Lavender Country Ballet. I'm you're, you're f**ing crazy, man. You're gonna do a ballet of radical country music, uh-huh. queer country music. You're gonna do. You're gonna do a ballet.
0: That sounds like the right idea.
1: <laughs> I said, you know, you know, you're out of your mind. And he said, Well, I can understand why you think so, but I know what I'm doing, and. I need your permission to do a Lavender Country Ballet. I said, well, I can't, I can't stop you. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead if that's what you think you can do.
0: I like that attitude.
1: He called me up a month. Mu- here's the kicker. He called me up a month and a half later and said, we were going to do the ballet to the original recording, but we've changed our mind, and we want you to come down and sing the ballet while the dancers are dancing the bat would come down and sing the ballet <laughs> buddy now you have lost your mind
0: <laughs>
1: i've never been to a fucking ballet in my life and you want me to come and sing a ballet i can't i can't do that that's so out of my league it's absurd and he said no come on down i'll, t- I'll show you what you need to know and and I went down to San Francisco and rehearsed with the dancers for a week, and we put on the ballet, and then we put it on again, and then we put it on again, and then we put it on again, and, we on again, and we've done the ballet five times, and we might do it again this fall. Wow. Yeah. It's <laughs> I mean, who gets a ballet made of the? <laughs> Dolly Parton doesn't even have a ballet made out of her... Nope. Re-
0: <laughs> nope.
1: <laughs> it's just... And Incredible artistic experience.
0: You dressed up as a ballerina when you were a kid, right?
1: I did. Yeah. So um, it's kind of
0: a full circle situation, right?
1: Hey, my dad said I could. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if you want that story, check out the low profile episode but we did a while on the, back. On yeah. the
1: Lavender Country album, there's <coughs> a, a booklet. And on the back picture page of the booklet... There's a picture of me when I'm 13 years old in a ballerina outfit.
0: I see somebody pulling it out right now. Oh, there it is. Yeah.
1: There it is. (laughs) (laughs) It's me in a ballerina outfit on Woodby Island at the 4-H camp. I had great legs. (laughs) No wonder I was throwing bales for a living for five years before I hit the ballerina outfit. That's why I had great legs. Still got them, too, I, I see. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're still attached. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Patrick, before um, you get to work here, do you have anything you'd like to say about the upcoming record?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, 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 this Third is, album. This is fun, and, and, and uh, then I'm, th- I'm going to shut up. But I really wanted to tell you about this project that I'm working on. There's a guy in uh, Chicago, and his name is Andrew Saw, S A, Andrew Saw. And Andrew does gay country. And Andrew is an impeccable artist, vocalist. And he's also young and gorgeous and studly and all that. Shit. <laughs> And I've been working with Andrew for a few years, and we discovered a couple years ago that we both had a love for early female country. And one thing led to another, and now Andrew and I are in the process of making an album that is a tribute to Patsy and Loretta. Ooh! (laughs) Yeah. And that's going to be so fun. And um, I get to sing "You Ain't Woman Enough to Take My Man." I'm really excited about that. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's a good one. Um, so that's a project in the works that I'm very, very excited about, and uh, I hope I hope it comes to fruition. I'm I'm going to Chicago in two weeks to lay down the first six tracks. So, my man, I'm on the way. Okay. Patsy and Loretta. Yeah. Sure. All right. Well. Oh, I can do, Patsy. Trust me. Are you going to mm-hmm. show us today? I I might I might show you at one, okay. Patsy. Yeah. We'll we'll see what 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 I'm able to pull out of my butt. <laughs> 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 um, but hey, let's um, do some music. Let's do Did it. Did you get out of me what you were after? I think we're I think
0: we're quite satisfied. Okay, yeah. cool. Let's
1: Can't wait to hear the band. Thank you. All. That's That's a little lavender country rap and and now we're going to do some songs. Love you, Patrick. Thank you. I love you too. Uh I'm a real motormouth. So I do a lot of chatty Cathy uh, during my shows. But it's more than just Chatty Cathy. It's like, I'm talking to you about our history. And, uh, it's important. And I was gay before Stonewall. So, uh, we're gonna go there and, uh, tell you about that and tell you some other stuff. And, um, we're going to talk about uh, we're going to talk about the fact that I'm a screaming Marxist bitch, and we're going to talk about the fact that a whole bunch of you are <laughs> also screaming Marxist bitches. You can't kid me. <laughs> so, uh, are we ready, Jackal? Okay, so. We're gonna do some songs from Lavender Country and we're also gonna do a few songs from my new album, Blackberry Fairy Rose. And uh, when you think gay, the first thing that you think about is sex, right? Duh. So I'm gonna sing a song about gay sex to kick this off. Waking up to say hip, hip, hooray, I'm glad I'm gay. Can't repress my happiness ever since I tried your way. Gonna lay right here, greet the sun. love loving's just begun, so come on, let's tumble in Whoop-de-doo, whoop-de-doo, whoop-de-doo. Morning time feels so fine when I'm hanging out with you. Sun is up and flinging out the night of doubt, round the light to come out singing woke it doo. Dancing, green, prancing, glancing, orange and red. Drips of dawn are trickling on the corners of our bed that's full of your flirtin' fingers your body odor lingers in my toes and in my nose and in my head so whoop de doo whoop de doo whoop de doo morning time feels the fine way Die doubt, bring it back, the light to come out, sing it, whoop-de-doo, go, go. a jelly, like a Nelly or Janelle your tickling beard has got me geared for a nice long day with you I don't feel like no rising rooster, cause I've found a new excuse for sleeping in to begin what whoop do. doo whoop do? doo whoop do? doo whoop de doo it feel so fine when I'm hanging out with you and you and you and you Sun is up and flinging out Tonight a doubt and bringing about the light to come out singing and work to do Come on jack Here comes some symbolism, you'll get it. There's milk and honey flowing when you're blowing Gabriel's horn. Seven comes eleven, looks like heaven gave up score. You're an angel, sure enough. You love her, man, you've got the stuff and my hip bones groaning to be born. So whoop-de-doo, 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 ah, oh, whoop-de-doo. Morning time feels so fine when I'm hanging out with you. Hi, Grandpa. sun is up and flinging out. The night and out, bringin' about light to come out singing whoop de doo. Sun is up and flinging out the night doubt, bringing about the light to come out singing whoop de doo. So whoop de doo. Hey, now we're going to talk about sexual alienation. Deep subject. When Stonewall happened, the gay men who who came out were like under 30. Because if you were over 30, you were too far in. You had a wife, you had kids, you had a mortgage, you had things to protect, and so you couldn't come out. There are a few people over 30 who came out at that time, but most of us were under 30, which meant a few things. It meant, number one, we were young. And number two, we were stupid. (laughs) And number three, we were horny. (laughs) And there wasn't anything wrong with it, but there was something wrong because I was in the bathhouse for 20 years, stacking up beefcake like cordwood, wondering why nobody loved me. We were men, raised in 1955 American culture. We were taught to compete against one another, to play football, to kick one another, to slap one another, to guard our emotions from one another, to not reveal our vulnerability to other men to think that intimacy was something our mothers gave us, to think that intimacy was women's work. You've heard that one before, huh? That's what we thought. Consequently, we didn't have a clue how to actually love one another. I'm going to sing a song about it, and it's a pretty song, you'll like it. dancing in the pan out to capture A chunk of rapture with someone here I can get the sack like an aristocrat if you let me be a trick in a box of crap. While your lips are chomping at the bit? I'll kiss you, but who's gonna miss you when you're chasing midnight night I'd be glad to be your one shot, pleasure, even me, degree, at your leisure day, but I can't shake. to put a saddle on you and ride you higher on the files of desire than you ever knew. All our favorite fantasies have come to an end. Will we waking up tomorrow needing a friend? Cause I can't shake the stranger. In this culture, it turns out gay men aren't the only ones who have trouble figuring out the difference between hot sex and real intimacy. Um, We all have that trouble. All of us. It's an an infection that's infected all of us. Let me tell you what it's really about. It's about capitalism again. (laughs) Okay. Nobody loved me because I was too small, my shoulders weren't broad enough, I wasn't handsome enough, I wasn't tall enough, I wasn't pretty enough, I was a queer. I was taught to hate myself. I was taught to think that I was ugly. Why? So Max Factor and Estee Lauder could swoop in and sell me a bunch of goop to put on my face And then I put it on my face, and sure enough, I was just as ugly the next morning as I was the night. So I go up, back to the drugstore, and buy some other coupe from some other company to slap on my face to make myself beautiful. But I'm still not beautiful. So back to, till we f***ing fall over and die. Because we're not beautiful. Well, I have a big surprise for everybody in the audience. You're all beautiful. And you were beautiful a long time before Max Factor came along. And you'll be beautiful after the factories closed down. It's a capitalist plot to sell us junk, ch- to make us feel bad about ourselves. And we all do. We all do. All of us had that feeling, we're just not quite good enough. And it's a plot, them. So uh, after I figured out that the basic problem that I was having in the bathhouse, why nobody loved me, was because I didn't love myself first. And after I figured that out, My life changed dramatically. (laughs) JB, you got to come up on the stage now. No, you got to come up on the stage now because I'm going to sing you a love song. (laughs) This is my beautiful husband, Julius Broughton. He wrote the book on generosity and he wrote the book on devotion, honest most generous man I ever met and certainly the most devoted. Hi honey. (laughs) So I'm going to sing you a love song so these people can see how much I love you. (laughs) The one. (laughs) Have I told tell you once again somehow Have I told you lately that I love you Well darling I'm telling you now Have I told you lately when I'm dreaming that the stars? Are shining in the sky. Have I told you heart and soul just how much I need you? Well, darling, I'm telling you now. All my heart would break into if you would leave me. I'd be no good without you anyhow have I told you lately that I love you well darling I'm telling would bring and two if you would leave the hook, honey. He doesn't like the limelight. I'm the handbone, bone, he's the backbone. Trust me. 35 years. We're going into our 35th year together this year. Yeah, 35 years. So a lot of the punkers who came after me, said that I was punk before punk was punk and so I This, (laughs) I guess there's truth right so this song is the backbone of the political message of the Lavender Country album and it's just as pertinent now as the day I wrote it 50 years ago okay let's go and well, was soft and sweet the way he waltzed was too effete for psychiatrists to think was fitting. so they said hey son we think we should make you a slug a raw manhood the state hospitals just the place to get one now they call him a queer sickie heard him to group therapy Lock him up at night, so he don't escape And if they hear any day talk A sizzle of shock Keeps his fantasies in fascist shape They call it mental hygiene But I call it psychic rape And he won't get No restitution We're dealing with the fact that all the metal institutions are backed by a pack of straight, white, honky quacks. They are backed by a pack of straight, white, honky quacks. John Jones and Tommy T. were lovers to the nth degree. They had their thing together pretty good. But Tom was only 17 when his folks found out what was happening. Mama cried and Pa demanded blood. Then the news began to fester. John was a charm luster. What jury's going to stand for that disease? They put him in the pen, they called him Faggy Jim. How ironic that is best with sodomy. Cause the prison guards use him to get their rocks off when they please. Let's not depend on an election to set him loose from that bum rap. With a good dose, good dose of insurrection, we could wipe that clap trap house off the map. We could wipe that clap trap house off the map. Go, Jacko! To the B, Jack, to the B. Rose was kind of nuts. Dan Gone Rose sure had guts to go cruising rednecks on a sorry night. Dan Gone Rose, he never fought. Sure too bad that he forgot. Stomping queers is their God-given right. We were pissed off when they grabbed him. Pissed off when they stabbed him. Then they beat him quick with the stick and said, behave. Then the doctors and nurses laughed and jabbed him. The morgue man slapped and tabbed him. Now he's dead, there ain't nothing left to say. But his ghost is crying from an angry grave. Let's not just talk about revolution. Don't give in, me pound the pound There's just no end to the pollution Rise up and rip this damn system down Cause there ain't no hope till it tumbles to the ground Let's not just talk about revolution don't defend me pound the pound There's just no end To the pollution Rise up and rip this damn system down Cause there ain't no hope till it tumbles to the ground Yeah Yeah. Oh, my. You know, when you're 78, that song's a little (laughs) trying. (laughs) But here's the thing. Someday, I'm going to have a coronary thrombosis singing that song. Hey, it's going to be a glorious exit, right? (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> it'll be it'll be a fabulous way to get out of here, right? Yeah. So we're gonna sing. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna sing "Lavender Country" for uh, uh, for you know who. Come on, let's dance. Time to trade them old just for a goodwill negligee. We all come out, come out, my dears, to your Country. Y'all come out, make yourself at home. It don't matter here who you love or what you wear. We don't care who's got wet chromosome. Shed them pale cocoons Spit out the silver spoons, Get yourself some pantaloons And a pair of water balloons Y'all come out, come out My dears to lavender country Don't you bother about your sissy way When you wear your frilly blouse To the people's outhouse Folks will hang around in fever per day. So y'all come out, come out, my dears, to lavender country. Y'all come out, make yourself to home. It don't matter who you love or what you wear. We don't care who's got wet chromosome. Jacko, hit it. Jack Moriarty on the guitar. We got Kelly here on the upright bass. Show us, Kelly. Jack, introduce your friends. Introduce your friends. drummer back there. Who's that drummer back there? Isaac. Isaac. Isaac, hit it. Go, Isaac. Go. And who we got here on this side, Jack? Skyler, hey, go, hey, do it. Listen up, all pushy women who like unions and a sitting down strike. Tell Estrella to take a hike, join the dykes on bike Roll your hog, race 69 to Lavender Country that's where pushy women want to be. That's where every Sue and Hannah arrives at queer nirvana, cause there's lesbians under every bush and tree. So y'all come out, come out, my dears, to lavender country. Y'all come out, make yourself to home. It don't matter here who you love or what you wear. We don't care who's got one chromosome. Jack, who's that long-haired hippie there? Jack Havage. Hey, it, Jack. Go ahead. Come on, hold up. Listen up all pushy women who like Union and a sitting down strike Tell Estee Lauder to take a hike Join the dykes on bikes Roll your hog Route 69 To Lavender Country That's where pushy women wanna be That's where every Sue and Hannah arrives at queer nirvana, cause there's lesbians under every bush and tree. So y'all come out, come out, my dears, to lavender country. Y'all come out, make yourself to home. It don't matter here who you love or what you wear. We don't care who's got what chromosome. One more twist, Jack. when you hear that glad gay tango you'll just spread your strangled wings and fly so you'll come out country. Yo, come out, my dear. Well, thank you all for coming. This has been a marvelous audience. Th- here, here, here's the thing from the bottom of my heart. If you can't get over to an audience this friendly, with a band that good. If you can't do that, then you need to sit down and shut the up.
0: Let's hear it again for Lavender Country, come on. You've been listening to Low Profile with special guest Lavender Country performed and recorded in front of an audience behind the old historic Carnegie Library in downtown Olympia on July 10th, 2022. If you'd like to follow Low Profile, go to lowprofilepodcast.com. There you can find all the previous episodes of this show. This episode was engineered by Robin Carmesino and Shirler Sundays is a collaborative production of Low Profile and the Three Magnets Brewing Company in Olympia, Washington. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you next time.